Hey, Josh. Look, look, Pete, you're great. You're great, okay? You're great. I'm Josh. You're Pete. You're great. You know, I love you, buddy. Look, you've had some harebrained ideas that have come up and resulted in some pretty bad episodes of this show. I would say this mm-hmm. is probably the worst idea you've ever had for an episode. And just the most miserable um, I, time I've ever had preparing for, for one of these episodes. I just, I love you, buddy, but I gotta tell you, you really whiffed on this one. Well, this is gonna go down as one of our most listenable episodes of all time. Probably. Um, and it's vaguely timely. Vaguely timely. But also, um, like, kind of evergreen as long as that stays on streaming services. We in which it presumably will. Um, yeah, I don't know why it There's not going to be a bid well, anymore for it. Well, there there could it could get canceled. Um, <laughs> you know, so a lot of times things are canceled because they're homophobic or a director was terrible um, or said something awful or something associated to the project. You know, mm-hmm. did something uh, some he- heinous act yeah. um, which merited it being canceled. Right. Um, this will add a new nuance to cancel culture of or, canceling something because it's terrible. Right. Or is that just the original being canceled? You know? And I mean, this does like, I've, I've said this multiple times. I'm Pete, this is Josh, um, star Wars. What they like to do is they like to add things to explain different facets of the star Wars universe. So you have rogue one explaining, you know, the criticism about the, little um hole that you know luke shoots to blow up the death star right and this one answers more of a meta one of one, a little hole why why didn't george lucas have spinoff movies earlier because you know rogue one's been so successful a lot of mm-hmm. people love solo we have you know rogue squadron coming out in a, in a couple of years and the answer is he tried and <laughs> it took him multiple decades in selling the franchise to disney for anybody to have the guts to bring spinoffs the back. Guts, the guts. Yeah. So we, I don't know. I feel like we have enough to talk about that. We don't really need to get into any sort of opening segment here. And also we just recorded yesterday. So we're fresh out, but I, I guess up front, I do want to say, so we watched Ewoks Caravan of Courage. I found out it was coming out on Disney plus and I thought it would be a good, um, we call them filler, but, you know, we got no show on right now to cover. And I figured mm-hmm. if we watched it, it would give us some direction. We'd have something to talk about instead of rambling forever. Um, and so we did watch it. And I feel like this is, like, prime material for, oh, for sure. like, everybody's favorite kind of podcast, which is let's rip apart bad movies because they're easy targets or whatever. And I don't intend to get too much into that because I I do think, like, had you and I been in the same room together to watch it or whatever, or you had it on with some friends, it'd be fun. I mean, it's not for mm-hmm. us. It decidedly was not made for year-old podcasters, you know. But, boy, oh, boy, it's, it's an interesting one. It's an interesting one. I'll say right well, up front, mm-hmm. so much more watchable than the holiday special. Infinitely, a thousand times more watchable than the holiday special. Well, here's here's two things that colored my watching of this. And I, I'll say I've never I have not seen the holiday special even to to this day. We gotta watch it together at some point. One is this makes me appreciate um young Anakin from Phantom Menace, Ezra <laughs> from Rebels, because for everything that they criticize, and you know, a lot of like awful, heinous stuff 
was said about Jake Jake um, Jake Lloyd. And you're and, about to essentially repeat it, but for some other known name, <laughs> child. Yeah, and that guy's in his fifties now, presumably. Mm-hmm. And it, when you when people are like, "Oh wow, I don't like this character," or you know, there's these traits, or like, "What if you know um, the Toshi Station Luke was like an entire movie?" And this answers that. Um, this imperial, like stuck-up little brat who like. <laughs> thinks the world is his and that um i mean it doesn't say it but the tawani family are royalty because they act like it um um just like it 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 is is a thing that i as a star wars fan did not know is what i should have been judging it off of right like you judge anakin's portrayal versus you know there's no other children in the star wars universe knowing that george lucas was you know judging it off of Mace, <laughs> uh, Mace Tawani makes yeah. perfect sense. Like, um, it has it, by putting this product next to it has made me appreciate it. And I like Phantom Menace. Um, mm-hmm. you know, um, there are a bunch of lines that are cringy. You know, it's not my favorite. Um, I don't think it's you know Lloyd's fault at all. Um, but. Not the not the best, um, but yeah, th- this oh my gosh, it was it's wild. It was something, man. yeah. It's wild. And so I texted you, Josh, and Josh, you were a person um, that we've we've talked about this on the pod um, a few times. When we text each other, you you just wanted me to post the runtime. Um, That's about don't... important things. Yeah, <laughs> when the Mandalorian comes out, and you inevitably watch it first thing in the morning and i wait until after work i don't want mm-hmm. you texting me oh my god so yeah you so you that you can only text me the runtime because you said a few times um that you you know didn't even like me punctuating where it's like yep. me posting right. the time and sometimes you would just do like a period other times it'd be like five, five minutes but it'd be like eight exclamation points so it'd be like, oh great probably luke skywalker dies in this episode or something all um yeah something like that um so i actually did feel a little bad immediately when i i forget what i texted you something i well i I texted you this is a josh movie this has some (laughs) some some things that josh is going to love oh yeah um and then there are some things that i love because i immediately put my own experience into the movie let me tell you there's a note i took that i was like this is pete (laughs) <laughs> okay so um why don't you why don't you guess okay um because i have a what feeling thought was was for me so i have a feeling we have the same idea of what i thought was for uh... you and what you thought was for me <laughs> okay so that's we'll get to that secondarily the, okay. what do you think um this movie had that meets the josh wish list of star wars movies i don't know what you're talking about because it's 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 pretty clear with something that you love that you love that this movie throws a ton of stuff into well you actually are right on the money with this and i did make a note of it but i don't i get the impression it's probably not what you're talking about but to my mind uh matte paintings matte paintings (laughs) oh yeah there were so many matte paintings in this and they were great i was loving it it looked mm-hmm. great it's it it great it doesn't look like a bargain based movie like i mean it obviously doesn't look like it has a huge budget budget but you want to guess the budget design is fine oh boy i um, have it 
Well, it would have been in like 1985 for dollars. So. 1984. So 1983 was when it was in production. I'm going to say $40 million. Okay. Um, three. So $3? $3 million was the budget, which um, I guess um, kudos to them that Josh thought (laughs) that this had the production. Literally wasn't even going off of anything on the screen. I was just Mm -hmm. trying to think like if I'm George Lucas and I just wrapped up Return of the Jedi Mm -hmm. and like what else? And I think at that point, Indiana Jones is over two. And that's like, how much money do I have? How much money am I willing to put towards this? And I just figured it seemed like that would be the amount of money George would put towards it. But I don't know. Me being cynical, I think that the reason this movie exists is Hasbro overproduced Ewok merchandise, and they were like, here is your three million PR campaign to purchase more of these things. And then big question, and big George, three million dollar count Zuvio movie. Constable Zuvio. Constable Zuvio. It's coming. Those action figures are still out on. It's been six years man you hear that disney those bad boys you got that advice for free okay so constable zuvio constable of courage all right so um the mats all right well i'll i'll say something that i i enjoyed about this this movie and then i'll I'll give you another guess for that that josh wish list that um i think is the reason that you would have you would have enjoyed this movie or something positive from this um Mm. i thought the um background pieces uh that they had um as they were walking i thought it was really well done um i really enjoyed the visuals of it um you know granted this is also groundbreaking of this movie in the caravan of courage moves us past the one climate one planet because we go to a desert scene because there's a desert Mm mm-hmm um, and we have not seen that before. You know, it's either a forest, desert, ice. Um, <laughs> so it is groundbreaking. But due to the fact that this movie is so bad, this also explains why they still stick to one planet, one climate. <laughs> because they tried it and it was terrible and it never it never ended up happening again. So, um, Josh, what is the thing that was on the josh wish list that this movie hit for you peter i don't i don't i don't know what his wish list is i like philosophically waxing poetic about the force <laughs> and talking about gray areas of morality i guess is my big star wars wish list so okay. i don't i'm not sure or like cameos from character actors okay so let's let's um or dave filoni was he in there somewhere <laughs> Um, now there is a, a philosophical wish list is is just lightsaber you know, lightsaber quota. <laughs> not so I knew going in that you were gonna hate this because obviously you're you don't have a wish list you have a wish item. Well, um, it's just one empty box and it went unchecked. Well, the personification part of this movie is gonna be my favorite part, but we're gonna get to that in a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. To your force, you know, conversation. This movie does move things forward in a way that like. Nobody wants and throws so many wrenches in things because there there is magic in this. Um, mm-hmm, there is mm-hmm. s- some like force maybe with through like a stick um, because yeah in the in the fellowship of the Ewoks um, 
that is in this movie where Mace has to, for some reason, get a uh, a caravan or a fellowship of different Ewoks to come with him to save his parents. Yep, from um, a big, big giant. From, from a... Mace and his sister, whoever, crash on Endor. Sindel. You don't see that. Sindel. Yeah. And their parents are kidnapped by a giant. Mm-hmm. They have the Ewoks help them find their parents. And this is your this is your one line summary in case you have no interest in watching this movie. Yeah. And um, I apologize, listeners, if we're doing this deep dive as if you have watched it. Um... Mm-hmm. Oh, it's going to go so deep. <laughs> I also really consider getting in touch with you ahead of time and being like, let's just punk everyone we can and like try and be like dude there's this like deep cut star wars thing on disney plus from the 80s and it's actually like really good and you should check it out and like try and try and really hype it up as like a lost gem but it's it's monday and i don't have the energy well i mean we also have done that before where you know we talk about the big interview um yeah that went well yeah Uh, i it it did enrage a few of our listeners um, as like the big interview being us. Um, well, in our defense, we only have a few to enrage. Yeah. A few loyal rider dies. We should get more um, through this episode. Um, do you think there are people that this is their star Wars? Like the caravan of courage is like their thing and they love well, Eric Walker. They love Fianoa Flanagan guide Boyd, Aubrey Miller, um, Right, their ride or die is right now. Are we sorry? Are you looking at IMDb right now? Oh, no, I'm on the um Wikipedia, so that's how I got the runtime and the budget and stuff like that. Gotcha. Um, I, I did, I had a note kind of in line with that, which is to say, I do wonder if there is like a micro generation of Star Wars fans because, like, when Clone Wars came out, it came out again, one of these things where it's like. Really what named it us, college age punks. Um, but because there was no other Star Wars contents and, you know, we had just gotten off of the prequels, which was sort of our Star Wars growing up, like kind of latched onto that because at the time I remember thinking, like, this is all the Star Wars I'm gonna get. This is what Star Wars is right now, and I ended up falling in love with it and really like picking it picking the meat off of every bone possible and like, Oh, what does all of this mean? And what does the clone Wars say about star Wars as a whole? And how does this, you know, you don't understand star Wars. If you haven't seen clone Wars, don't even <laughs> talk to me about the prequels. If you haven't seen clone Wars, you don't understand. So I have to assume that there are people that like, maybe they were like four or five when a new hope came out so that they'd have been, you know what? I don't know. They would, these, peop- these people would be in their current mid 40s, late 40s is the person that you're right. describing. Where they are now wouldn't be important. It'd be where they were when Star Wars ended, when Return of the Jedi came out and it was like, oh, Star Wars is over. Franchises aren't a thing. Like Disney doesn't buy stuff. There is no Marvel. There's no such thing as 20 movie franchises other than James Bond, I guess. And it'd be like, Return of the Jedi is over. The only Star Wars I'm going to get, the only thing I'm going to get of this thing I love so much is, I guess, these Ewok movies, so I better make do, baby. And these people, like us with Clone Wars in college, watching this thing that, again, probably not made for us and just really getting into it. There had to probably be some folks out there 
right after Return of the Jedi, just hitting the age mark just right, where they're like, nope, this is it. This is Star Wars. And just picking that movie and its sequel, which I will not be watching, just picking that movie dry and be like, no, you don't understand. Don't complain to me about C-3PO. You don't understand. Like, you have no idea. You have no idea. Caravan Cards, it blows this whole thing open. And having all these grandiose notions and, like, changing their perspective on the whole franchise because they just really incorporate and they're like nope star wars is a five film franchise like there's a turn of the jive there's two more movies like you guys aren't aren't tracking like there has to be some microcosm of star wars fandom that that applied to for a time well and i want to meet them so let's let's pivot well we can either um do the the big unveil of the the josh wish list or I can answer a burning question that the listener probably has. Is this longer than the Snyder Cut? Answer, yeah. So here, here's the burning question that each of you, listener, I, I guarantee I'm looking into your mind, and you're like, when is this set in the Star Wars universe? What date is this? Is this before Endor or after Endor? And I've got the answer for you, okay? Mm. It is officially set three years after the Battle of Yavin because distinctly and i'm sure you remember this josh that at one point all right um in the movie they show a young ewok playing with a toy at which indicates that the empire had been on endor by this point and did you catch that that I... that toy at because i thought it was a horse and so did um oh, all of... maybe i did um so huh. did the Tawani family. They were like horse. I did not catch that. That was supposed to be an ATAT. The thing he's pretending was a spaceship. Oh, well, God. when they recorded this, um, the direct when they did all of this, the director wanted it to be set 154 years after. And um, <laughs> from the Wikipedia page, it says that um, where is that? Um, Leland Chi um, did a, a veto of that because um, Wicket looks too young. Um, which it yeah. really makes it seem like I thought this was before Endor, before the Battle of Endor. Well, I assumed it was after, if only because there was. Well, I mean, Wicket was there. I mean, I guess you know, Ewoks can probably be like Wookies and live to be five thousand or whatever, so Wicket can be a little punk forever. But yeah, I, I just assumed it was after Return of the Jedi because there was no matte painting of the Death Star in the sky. Um, which also makes sense that like there's now family vacations. Because you never see family vacations, you know, during um, any part of any of the movies. I mean, I guess episode like one, maybe family vacations existed. And maybe before episode seven, family vacations were a thing. We have no idea what the Tawani family is doing whatsoever. None. Whatsoever. And I don't care to find out. <laughs> I, I, I now know the parents' names, but at no point did I care to know their names. Um, yeah. I knew Mace's name. It, it was um, imprinted in in my mind. Yeah. Um, for sure. Hmm. So. Well, he's a classic Star Wars protagonist. I mean, you have your Ray, you have your Anakin, you have your Mace. Well, I was, I was, I, I have, I hadn't really thought about it um, until this movie. Of, you know, are we at a point, or when are we going to be at a point where the Star Wars names we start, you know, using the same names, right? Like. Right, like there's more than one Bob, so surely there's more than one Boba. You know, like Ahsoka's a great name. Maybe we have another Ahsoka. Um, mm -hmm. Or a boy named Ahsoka. 
or and it seems like this is what Star Wars is doing is you have a character so irredeemable that you have to then bring it back to overshadow it. Because Mace is, you know, Mace Windu is the top 10 um, character for at least me, you know, a very, very popular Star Wars character. Um, and it's probably due to the fact that Mace is so terrible. <laughs> it could be. All right. So, um, Josh, why don't you, one last guess of what you think. Pete, I got, I got no okay. idea. You just... Okay. 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 Um, <laughs> I feel like you're treating this like it's going to be a big reveal. Well, I I, th- I honestly thought that this was a thing that you would have kind of picked up on, but um, you you did very right. eloquently talk about you know your hit list, whereas mine is lightsaber or not, lightsaber or not. Yeah. Um, the beasts, the 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 monsters. I mean, this movie is. I hated them. Um, oh. <laughs> um this th- this movie was like, um, They're we have gross. ferrets, we have chickens, horses are a thing. Um, they're not oh, even the same yeah. horses as the ones that are in episode nine. You don't mean the monsters. You mean the, the petting zoo. <laughs> the petting zoo, the monsters. Yeah. Um, the, I mean, the spiders were t- awful, which apparently th- those exact same monsters, uh, sorry, spiders, terrible spiders, exist in Battlefront. Mm-hmm. Um, you, if you, the, the uh, Endor map has a cave where they mm-hmm. show, like, the spiders will appear. Um, which is interesting. They were a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I... Because um, you you pointed out, oh, I can't believe George Lucas wrote this. And to his credit, he didn't write it. It was his story by George Lucas. And I feel like I've watched enough Clone Wars bonus features to get a vague idea of maybe how I expect he works with this sort of thing. And like, you know, Dave Filoni was talking about like, oh, George wanted to do an Alfred Hitchcock episode. George wanted to do a seven samurai episode, you know, where he has the bones of it and then it's filled in and, you know, the script is written and stuff by, you know, a writer's room or in this case, the guy who wrote the script, I forget his name. And I feel like for this one, he is like, I want to do a Charlie Chaplin movie. That's also a BBC earth documentary. That's also a petting zoo simulator. And I mean, on paper, like just that idea, if it's just that like antics coupled mm-hmm. with, Attenborough narration <laughs> and you know critters hey that's great you know I get I get why he thought that would be something mm-hmm. you know the antics weren't quite good enough you know the narration wasn't there prominently enough narrated by Burl Ives which is crazy all you frosty heads out there well one thing too is it answers a question just kind of like the when was this movie filmed of in the Star Wars universe what do these what do People eat. What do Ewoks eat? You know. Oh my God! They food. eat. They eat, they eat, eat food. Food. Eat. Eat. Um, and also it seems like I texted you. I hope they eat that kid. <laughs> well, I thought at one point when they like knock the kid out and have him on a stretcher, similar to when they were gonna Han, roast Han. Yeah. yeah, that's what I thought. Um, but. I guess it makes more sense that they're more civilized since they've, you know, seen humans set three mm-hmm. years or 154 years um, after the Battle yeah. of Endor. Um, yeah. That being said, I did. I thought that the little um, mobile hut thing was a cool kind of little idea. The titular caravan. Um, it did kind of feel like a caravan. Um, I thought that the. 
and my first car was of course the dodge caravan so it you know stirred a lot of memory um i thought that um the that snake monster in the tree that like is similar to you know that fish that has like the glowing light so it can lure moron fish yeah yeah. um that was the equivalent and my (laughs) each i mean the kid did have a lot of negative things happen to him and he deserved every everything um yeah i really like his movie's so long this movie's longer than the snyder cut when they finally go off in their caravan and they're collecting their seven samurai band of rogue ewoks like they get this cool guy he's like the cool ewok uh chuka truck and he's like an axe wielding like taller than most ewok he's awesome he's clearly like the alpha and you know snotty little mace is like this guy's a coward and he throws an axe at a tree and then freaking chuka like clowns mace to death and throws his axe so that it hits and like splits his axe it was great that mm-hmm. part was good i did like that the kid got clowned. he got clowns so often but there was one clowning that part of me is like this is not a proper clowning i like a good clowning and god knows this kid needed a clowning and but he, you you got a clown right i think there's an etiquette to clowning and and they're they clown the heck out of this guy they send everyone on the caravan they're like we're giving you all special stuff like you wicket get a magic stick and then the rest of you idiots get these like wings that go on your head they do nothing and then you little mace you get a rock where it's like oh ha, you know trombone mm-hmm. noise but like obviously it's gonna end up being like important or whatever as a rock whatever but he just throws it away and then they go to the mountain and it's like, oh, where's your rock, you idiot? That was really important. You need it. And Wicket picked it up, fortunately. But, like, the big reveal is like, oh, through your hubris, you thought this rock was just a rock, but actually it's important. But the big reveal is like, oh, inside this rock is just another rock. And then that's the important rock. Like, that's not, you can't call, that's not a proper clowning. I'm call, if I had a whistle, I would. I mean, I, that, that part of the that's movie was really clowning. a twist, too, because it was clearly an arrowhead. So I was like, ooh, that's a magical right bow and arrow and it's like no it's a it's a homing beacon that makes zero sense that points to a cave yeah that points to a cave that's not even where their parents are it just points to a cave where they can like put all of the children oh my gosh and it it just points to a cave that's covered with a rock right and then the kids like makes let me see if i'll shoot with my gun and of course here i'm thinking Oh, you fool, how little you've learned. You're like, oh, I need a gun. I need cool stuff. Rock is stupid. You can't mm-hmm. clown me. And I'm like, oh, I thought he'd be humble. And now he's like, no, I'm just going to use my gun. Like, you haven't learned a thing, Mace. And he just uses his gun and it works and it's fine. And that was the answer. Yeah. Um, what the heck? I did. One of my favorite clowning moments is where he has never seen his reflection in water before. Is that what was going on? <laughs> and he like touches the water, and then out of nowhere, it's a magical water. Yep, magic water, <laughs> idiot. <laughs> oh, they're like, he's gonna die. He's gonna die. Oh man, I thought I was like, wow. I mean, they really, they really um, jumped um, in in some some different loops here um but i thought that was hilarious Mm -hmm. um 
let's see. So that the 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 snake one was hilarious. So do they show? A no, no, no. It's similar to um. Yeah, it's just like the little ferret thing, right? And then he grabs in the tree. Yeah, so they don't actually show like a big. No, monster, they right? show like they a show... snake with like a bunch of eyes. Um, which is kind of oh. like the similar one to the nice. um one in Empire Strikes Back. Um, not like a you know the the same one for one, but the same kind of concept, I guess. I don't know. Shoot. Well, shows how well. I well, I honestly the you know getting the band together stuff. I I couldn't even tell you what each person's gift was. Um, Were there more than two? Again, I don't. I mean. They got an axe guy. They got a magic. Lady. Yeah, but they also were given things like they had feathers at one point. I don't know what the feathers were about. Right. Um, how long into this movie, if at all, did you check to see how far? Into the I movie actually, was? similar to the Snyder cuts, um, I saw this movie in chunks. So uh, I mean, we okay. both um, were. This is one of um, our rare throwback episodes where we record stuff weeks in advance. Um, but you know, I'm on break. I <laughs> watched 15 minutes and I'm like, I'm good. And then like an hour later, I'm like, I'll watch 30 minutes. And then I think I might've missed like five minutes because of like a skipping or something. And I was completely fine with that. I really held off on checking the runtime to see how much time I had left in the movie. Because I was like, well, if I wait long enough and I check, you know, it won't be that intimidating. And I'll be like, oh, there's not actually that much left. This will be fine. And I mean, I waited. So much happened and nothing happened. And I waited and I waited. And then finally, when they're finally mm-hmm. hitting the road to, like, get the caravan going, I was like, oh, okay, surely this is, like, the end of the, this is the start of the third act. Like, we're done, so. And I was, like, halfway through. Oh, man. Well, so I guess the last monster. Well, there's the um, wolf thing. That thing was disgusting. It honestly feels like they were given the like. um, What what's the what's the movie? The Never Ending Story. It seems like a lot of the Mm -hmm. like um, creatures that would be in that, which I think was around the same time period of when those movies were coming. Oh, yeah, so no. it really felt like it was mm-hmm. that and that's just the budget that they had to deal with um and then they were given they were allowed to raid the co- costume department at lucasfilm because you know george lucas was um bankrolling this um project with the whole three million dollars um that being said and then yet, the big the giant, big giant also. um and Regular listeners of this podcast will know, oh, I love it when an antagonist is just disgusting to look at. Like, it takes something out of me to put eyes on it. I love that. Boba Fett, your Darth Vader's, your Darth Maul's, all these cool character designs that are compelling and cool. No, dumb. Give me your Snokes. Give me your Palpatines. Give me your big, gross giant and his horrible rat dog. I love it. Job of the Hut, please. More, more. Nothing evil in this looked cool. It all looked miserable. Well, it also looked like it was just terrible um, concept designs. And they're like, let's roll with it. We've got so much. We've got this <laughs> much money. I mean, the one thing that was impressive about this movie was 
they did um and they did a bad job at certain points of this of kind of showing larger things um than they were so like you know that um the monster at the end i forget what it's called um the oh, gorlock something. or something like that i have the wikipedia up yeah whatever it doesn't it does it literally doesn't matter but it, it the um the the i forget what the term is but the perspective of it right like that thing's supposed to be you know two stories mm. or you know very big the ewoks are very very small and you you do see that um which i guess at the time you know um special effects were still not that great um and certainly with this budget i think they do a good job well they do a terrible job yeah, I thought it held up well, all things considered. Um, the thing they do a terrible job with is when they um, open up that cave um, and they blow it up and they make it seem it's like it's huge and then they like crawl through the cave. Mm-hmm. Um, that wasn't a great job. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, I, I thought it all looked mm-hmm. fine. Like it, it didn't look shoddy to me. It didn't look like poor worksmanship. I mean, I don't love the designs of the creatures. I don't I hate them. In fact, that's just my own taste. But as far as like, you know, being a movie from 1980s or whatever, I think was a TV movie. Like, you know, I thought, it, you know, it wasn't like, oh, look, you can see the boom mic in the shot or, or whatever, which is my big. I mean, that was be my big. Um, I didn't notice that. Pluses, I think, were the were the i thought the the production design was solid and the effects were solid and i thought the sound design was good i mean i think you just throw a mic in a forest and record animal noises and that's all you need for indoor but you know they did good i was also a big fan of um i was very brave how this movie really took a stand against the rope lobby big rope um, and just really clowned and showed how useless and how much of a death trap ropes are. I mean, there's not a rope in this movie that doesn't snap, uh, except for the one that is bitten uh, by quick cameo appearance by um, Black Phillip, the goat from The Witch. That was pretty cool to see him getting some work there. Every rope in this movie. Snap! 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 Uh, and Big Rope has really tied up washington for too long and i'm thrilled that someone has taken them to task one and, thing this uh, movie clowns. doesn't do is it doesn't drain the swamp and you know that there's a swamp there um but maybe that's the sequel i mean this is this is a prime po boys theater or col- um movie commentary um that we could do um mm-hmm. when we have some content we are we need content we are together I would need to be making money from this to watch the next <laughs> well, one. Well, the picture makes it look like it's the parents. I don't it's care the what parents that, that um, this I is about. If someone wants to PayPal me, uh, but I'm not on Venmo. I don't believe in it. It's too scary. But I I would need I would need cold hard cash to to watch. All right, so um, I'm gonna um show I'm gonna read a quote. All right, because I definitely don't believe mm-hmm. this. Um, but maybe you'll maybe you'll agree with this. Oh boy! So I got the Wikipedia article. You know, it has a bunch of information. So like, um, Sindel or Tyndall or whatever her name is, she actually was referenced in a Legends book um, later on. So she she makes it out of this and becomes a reporter on Coruscant. Apparently, that doesn't matter. That's that's just like uh-huh. neither here nor there. Um, now this is a quote from Bob Carew, who is one of the writers with George Lucas. 
He said, people were expecting mm -hmm. Star Wars on TV, which is what we never intended to do. We were much more interested in telling a story uh -huh. that was more exciting in a contemporary version of Goldilocks and the Three Bears. So in what world does this guy think that this was the story of Goldilocks and the Three Bears? <laughs> Did he never like see well, Goldilocks and the Three Bears? There's... Like, I guess bears and the fact that it's an Ewok movie, but like, seriously? Have I not seen that in a while? Well, I mean, I'm only familiar with Goldilocks and the Three Bears through um, Christopher Nolan's gritty <laughs> reboot. So I, I'm not overly familiar with the original. I mean, there's a girl with blonde hair and there's bear looking things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that definitely sounds like a voyage. Is it because he tries to save his parents three like times cool and on the third time they get the caravan of courage? I guess. I guess, boy. They're man, bad parents, by the way, too, because they were in the, they were in the ship the whole time. Like the daughter was hiding in the ship. Yeah, but Mace wasn't, I guess. But yeah, it doesn't, I mean, I, it makes perfect yeah. sense that Mace would be. Though also, I mean, it's just like um, should she should have come out. Yeah, it was her fault for like for walking around while she was sick too. Also, they're dumb parents' fault. Why didn't they just go in the ship? Um, and on top of that, too, how are they alive? Because, like, they, the Caravan of Courage traveled multiple days with the horses and provisions. And. Yeah, but they had little Ewok legs, not big giant. And giant the legs. giant happened to be, um, what, able to transport them that quickly? I mean, they looked like. They would be on the they would sure. no water. Um, or maybe they have space water. Well probably cave water. Um well no, they were I guess the the cave water falling on them. Yeah, that makes sense. Um but oh my god, like seriously, it's crazy. So I wanna last episode we wound up talking about this kid character omega who's in bad batch <laughs> and i had speculated i i was genuinely trying to wonder back to my youth about whether or not i ever felt like i more identified with a story being told on screen because there was a character that was close to my age and i you know positive that like yes i i fully support representation i think that's hugely important but i wonder how important age representation is specifically how important is it for a kid to have another kid mm -hmm uh on screen you know like the marvel movies they don't, they're for kids they don't have a bunch of little kids running around in the marvel movies you know, kids seem to love them just fine uh, but similarly i'm wondering watching this movie like there's a whole sequence where they're in a tent and there's just like a bunch of like little fire bugs or something like little lightning bugs are just like flying around and they're like ah tickles ah, ha, ha, ha. and it, it very much seems like it's meant to instill a sense of wonder i guess in in kids and young kids and i'm wondering yes. pete do you ever can you put yourself back in a state of mind in a state of youth in which something like that not necessarily that scene but like a similar sort of like look at the majesty uh really hooked you in and you felt 
taken aback by a sense of wonder by some sort of like whimsical spectacle like that as a kid um i think the the closest would be um (laughs) avatar um when it was like everybody was tricked into thinking like you have to see this movie in 3d you have to see this movie in 3d um probably the worst class yeah i think i think it was probably and i I think i probably saw it in imax Maybe if IMAX was a thing, I saw it in some mm. impressive, impressive theater. Uh, that would probably be the closest. But I agree, I haven't really experienced that. But see, because I think Avatar is like, I mean, I don't, I don't like Avatar at all. But I think Avatar is more like cool or like spectacle. Like that's like all a mm-hmm. spectacle. It's just like the special effects are the special effects there. But this specifically, like. The little fairy light thing going around and like it, it specifically seems like it's not a spectacle. It's like a just a oh how magical it all is for a child to behold type of uh, it's a very particular like saccharine type of I don't know like going for something but I'm just not convinced that kids want this. Gosh darn it. Well, like do kids watch that and they go, oh, let's wow. look at the reviews. Let's look at the reviews. I, so this this film was mm. nominated for an Emmy for outstanding children's programming and outstanding special visual effects. Um, do you think it won mm. either of those? I have the answer. I have to think it won visual effects for an it Emmy. It did. Yep. Eighties. It did not win outstanding children's programming, maybe because. Uh, didn't promote yeah. the best image for for um, mates. Yeah, because you'll like ignore indigenous people and just use your gun. Well, it's like if you complain enough, eventually other people will um will Dude, give up their you, lives you. to save save you. Um, although I guess mm. the the axe throwing Ewok. It was, I mean, it was his, it was Mace's fault because, you know, he got him on the cur- the caravan of courage, but Mace didn't do anything like out of the ordinary to get him killed. He just like sacrificed himself to help um, everybody escape mm-hmm. in, in one of the, the, the yeah. greatest chase yeah. scenes um, and boss battles of mm-hmm. all time. Oh, so sure. looking for at this sure. too, um, apparently Gareth Edwards and this is actually the real reason why he was removed from Rogue One at the very end. He had a uh, he had a poster uh, of uh, this movie um, in his office, and then people found out and were very uncomfortable that they were he was putting the same level of um, nuance into Rogue One. Um, a little little um, little story that's... for all of those listeners out there. Interesting. It's like I watched Phantom Menace. The weird little antelope thing farts on Jar Jar Binks. I go like, yeah, that's dumb. But like, I get that a kid would like that. Like, I get a kid would watch that and laugh. But I'm watching all the fireflies fly around and tickle a little girl. And I'm thinking like, does a kid like this though? I mean, maybe, I mean, probably, obviously some kid probably did. I don't want to be, you know. Only a Sith deals in absolutes, but I just what what's what are they going for? What is this sense of wonder we well, assume children have that can be manipulated so it was pretty clear too that they had a storyboard of like here are things that the Ewoks can do. Like 
fight a rat <laughs> fight fight a rat drop monster a um drop a rope um you know have fun with like little lights and somebody never said no to these people because every single idea was was made it into the final cut or i'd love to see what what in terms of quality do they have to actually cut because it wasn't good enough for this movie Now, Josh, oh, no, um, we've no. been teasing at it for now almost 45 mm-hmm. minutes. <laughs> um, what mm-hmm. is the thing that you're like, that's Pete's? Um, oh, when Mace was crying at the fire and he was like, oh, I wish I could have just been the best kid that ever was <laughs> before our parents died. I wish I could have been the best kid that ever was. And I thought, oh, man, Pete's going to get real uh, with that. I, <laughs> within like three minutes of Mace talking, I'm like, that's... I'm looking at Josh as a kid. <laughs> oh, brother. Um, and it was it was mostly... When May said, I wish I could have been the best kid that ever was, I was like, I'm looking at Pete yesterday. Um, because I know, Josh, you, you at some points were a little bit of an angsty kid. But the reason, the, the main reason, and I'm not trying to, like, mm-hmm. insult you. Um, other, Well, I mean, it is a terrible insult to be considered May. So, oh, boy. Um, I also thought, um, since you have uh, one sibling, this is kind of the interactions that the two of you had mm-hmm. um, with uh, Mason Sindel. Oh, yeah. One for one. Yeah. We would be in strangers' houses. Uh, yeah. And I would just be screaming, food, eat, eat, <laughs> medicine. <laughs> she needs more medicine. Oh, my gosh. I wish I had. I mean, none of these people ended up doing any acting other than um, the narrator. And I know, I um, Warwick Davis. You never see. Uh, here's here's one thing. Well, no, the guy who plays Mace is in a movie, one other movie with like Robert Downey Jr. and a bunch of other name characters, like Zeros or something. He's in one. All right. Other well, movie. I will probably at one point watch like YouTube clips because um, I I'm I'm curious to see yeah, um, yeah. if he improved at all or what kind of range the guy has. Um, because he, I mean, he did he did do a very good mm-hmm. job of like Toshi Station Luke, but has a family and is stuck up. Like he does a very good job of that. Um, mm-hmm. If that was kind of the purpose mm-hmm. of what the movie was um, was was aiming for, for sure. I mean, I think he was perfectly adequate for the material given to him. <laughs> I don't think you can ask for much more. I don't know, given what he was mm-hmm. going for off sure. Of. Um, so Josh, do you have any last hits on this? I'm kind of all, um, I've, I've everything that I was, I wanted to talk about, uh, with this movie. Um, do you want to know anything about this? No, well, one? we, we, I mean, I, um, I really do think that if we get desperate enough, we might cover this when you and I have multiple days together. And for some reason, our, Oh, yeah, desperate yeah, yeah. enough to do this <laughs> i don't i i don't <laughs> and making money so i think that all of those things might um be um all, all those boxes might be checked at one point so let's hold off on this that money now box is real this is something so, that okay. we I'll, don't I'll, normally I'll do because we don't normally get that. to review things um but you can you can follow both of us mm-hmm. on letterbox which is 
a social media site? Yes. Oh, I meant to say thank you all our new listeners who followed me here from Letterboxd. After um, so review. mine is Peter FX. Um, Josh, yours is Jay Diggins. Jay Diggins. Um, so if you want to, so, Josh, I actually haven't seen your review, so I'm looking forward to it because you have a different review system than me. I just do your normal five stars and, you know, if I hate it, it's like one or two stars. Um, you know, if I, if I saw it, um, and I thought it was fine. Three for me, if I want, if I liked it, I'll see it again Four, and then if I'm like, this is one of my top movies Mm -hmm. of the year, um, I'll, I'll give it five stars. Um, but for you, you have a different, um, look, look at it. Right. And I, of course, I either give it no stars or five stars. And I only give five stars to the top 10% of movies I've seen. So I look at my total on Letterboxd and whatever 10% of that is, is how many five-star reviews I'm allowed to give out. And based on that, I'll let you guess. And what, uh, what I and what movie you had to throw off adventure. that list. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. 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 See you later, Akira. Um, I haven't seen that yet. Daddy's got a new top four. Okay. Well, um, you're welcome, listeners. Um, we we yeah, we bled for Plus, your entertainment. So... Um, and I hope you are entertained um, that we watch Caravan of Courage. Um, if you want to email us, um, Eric Walker, um, because I'm sure that you have a uh, notification when people talk about you um feel free oh, to email us we, we would actually love to have you on the pod um see what you're up to um we are very um we're not anti um mate well okay anyway um email us oh poboys podcast at gmail.com um our twitter instagram is at poboys podcast and we will see you next week <laughs>